Go. Emergency pod. Head coach Chris Peterson is stepping down after the bowl game. Defensive coordinator Jimmy Lake will take the reins as we build on the foundation that Pete has left. This is Fourth and Inches, a Husky podcast, and Dog Thoughts with Sports Illustrated Husky Maven. I'm Trevor. And I'm Jake. And I'm Mike. And we are like Colt, Rocky, and Tum Tum. <laughs> That's definitely from, what is that, the Three Ninjas? Three Ninjas. The Three Ninjas Strike Back is the better one. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Clearly, it was uh, after cell phones were invented. It was no, not. It no, came out in no. 1992. Yeah, great movie. Got to check it out. I almost said you were Victor Wong. He was the grandpa. Or, <laughs> wow. this, or, or, the, wow. or the sensei, if you will. <laughs> guys, we're here to talk about Chris Peterson stepping down as head coach of Washington. I'll never forget the day that Chris Peterson got hired. Uh, that whole time around Sarkeesian leaving for USC, we had kind of seen where Sarkeesian was going to be able to take this program. But the thought of not knowing who was going to take over was really stressful. Jim Mora Jr. was the name. That's the one that a lot of us where I was at wanted. And when he didn't want it, I didn't know where Washington was going to go. Uh, and then, you know, the rumors of Chris Peterson looking to take the job start swirling. They make it official, and here we are six years later in a totally different spot, in a place we haven't been since Don James. So uh, this is a really bittersweet day. The future is bright, I think, under Jimmy Lake, but losing somebody like Chris Peterson uh, definitely stings. Jake, what's your thought on him stepping down? Yeah, it's funny that you mention uh, Sarkeesian leaving and not knowing what's going to happen when you're at that point. I remember... I was with my dad when Sarkeesian left because as we all know, he's my only friend <laughs> and uh, we were talking about it and we were both so pissed off that Sarkeesian was leaving because we felt like we were finally getting to a better place with him. Uh, turns out that he was a perennial 500 coach and Chris Peterson took this program to better things than most of us ever thought that Sarkeesian would hindsight on that. Chris Peterson holds a very special place in my heart as far as coaches that I remember seeing in person. Uh, both me and Trevor were both very young when Don James was coaching. He ended his tenure when we were about six years old. So it's tough for me to remember him. One of the very first coaches I remember watching as, as a young person was Jim Lambright. As far as coaches that I watched, Chris Peterson – is by far, in my opinion, the best coach that we've ever had at this university. And I never thought that this day would come that he would step down. He would coach into his 80s and 90s here and leave a long-lasting legacy. So for him to kind of abruptly step down as the head coach, it leaves a void for all of us fans that were wanting more from his tenure. And, you know, it was really interesting because when Mike came on our show, that was one of the things we asked him about is, do you see any coaching changes? And Mike, you mentioned that Coach Peterson's going to leave on his own terms. He's going to leave when he wants. And I don't think at any point during that conversation and or during the year that we thought it would be this soon. No. And, and the thing is, is that I think that the reason that it, it kind of 
stings for a lot of people is because I think we felt like this was a down year, but they were going to be hitting the accelerator here in a year or two and really competing not for the the Pac-12, but for national titles, given the the ability to develop guys. We've, we've seen what he's done with with Nick Harris and take a guy that's under-recruited and turn into, uh, you know, all-league, all-conference, all-American. And so to, to get a guy like Savelle Smalls in the Coach Pete system, I think everybody was looking at uh, the, what, is, what is this program going to be in five years? And so I think that's where everybody was, was kind of shocked. And if he was just stepping down and, or he was fired and they had to change the whole system, I think everybody was a little bit nervous. But then when you see the Jimmy Lake – uh, is coming in and he's taking over. I think everybody felt like, you know what, maybe this is hitting the accelerator because for as much as everybody loves what coach Pete does, um, maybe there were some changes that, that needed to be made that, that he wasn't willing to that Jimmy, I think he might be more of the coach Pete likes to administrate. And I think that Jimmy Lake maybe likes to facilitate and he's going to go in there and if your offense isn't performing, he's going to make that change because you can see that he trusts his own instinct when he can fire a guy that now has 27 interceptions since he went into the league and he was kicked off of the Huskies. Jake, what are your initial thoughts of Jimmy Lake taking over as head coach of this Washington program? You know, I think there's going to be a lot of similarities between the two coaches. I, I don't think that Peterson would have just stepped down if Jimmy Lake wasn't going to run a program the way that Chris Peterson felt that that program should be ran. Uh, when Peterson stepped down, he said how much he loves this university and that he'll forever be a dog. And I think that he really means that in his heart, that he loves the University of Washington. So for him to step down, it would take a guy that – Coach Pete feels is a ready to go and B is going to run the program in a disciplinary way. When these kids come into the program, turning them into really good football players, but also into extremely successful young men. So as far as late coming into the program, I don't think that there's going to be a big downturn for this program because the coach in waiting was already here and the players that are coming into this knew that Jimmy Lake at some point was going to be the head coach of this program. All right. On here today, we got Jordan Reffitt, uh, the only player to win the guy Flaherty award twice in Washington history, taking the team's top honor at the postseason awards banquet for a second straight season. The flattery award is given to the team's most inspirational player and the oldest and most prestigious team honor at Washington. He also won the L. Waite Rising Lineman of the Year Award and was named team captain, earned honorable mention All-Pac-10 and All-Academic All-Pac-10. And I think even cooler than all of that, you made Jake Locker uh, move you out of your apartment. That's right. Well, yeah, I tell you what, I got to play with some amazing, amazing players there at, uh, at the University of Washington, uh, getting a chance to, to kind of go through a bunch of changes when I was there. Um, and, and that's what kind of today reminds me of. I've spoken to some of the players. I've spoken to some of the parents of players that I know uh, there at, at Washington now. And it's, it's been one of those days where, um, you know, back in my day, there wasn't really Twitter and Facebook was just starting because we, we used to watch it on the ticker at ESPN. Nowadays, with the Twitter and 24-hour and news cycle, 
Um, guys are finding stuff out. Uh, sometimes stuff's leaked and things like that. So it was it was a wild day, and and it was kind of a, a day that went from um, kind of that shock and awe to also excitement. But I think there's a lot of guys that um, I don't think it's a feeling of betrayal, but I think it's uh, guys that are still sitting there with their jaw on the floor. You know, we talk about with with Coach Pete, uh, we always talk about being built for life. Um, you know, for for him to step down, he's 55, 56 years old. Um, you know, you as a father, how much do you appreciate that he's going to be able to spend a lot of time with his family now? The great thing about it is that you could see it on Coach Pete's face. I think throughout this year, um, you know, he was getting tired. And I think he's one of those guys, he's an old school and old soul at heart. And I think the, the, the way that is that uh, recruiting is going and the way that things are going now um, in terms of the social media and all the back channeling and the seven on sevens and all that stuff, he wasn't really a guy that was going to go down that route. And I think he needed to step away and maybe spend time with family, but also recharge. You know, he talked about that. But to me, it was, you know, it was, a, it was a shocking development. I mean, obviously, the season hadn't gone the way we all wanted it to go. And the way when you lose by four points and one point and five points, and, and those are really, really tough losses and hard on people. And, and uh, for Coach Pete, um, you know, he groomed Coach Lake uh, for this moment. It happened earlier, I think, than any of us thought. Uh, but uh, it was an exit plan, and uh, they, they started to go with it. Jordan, if I'm not mistaken, you played through a coaching change, correct? Yes, a couple. What's the insights of being at a program during a leadership change? You know, it's it's actually chaotic. You know, it's it's really chaotic. Um, uh, my leadership changes were were totally different than this, but uh, nevertheless, it's 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 one of those things where guys are in limbo. You know, when you have a new staff coming in or a new head coach. It's one of those things, hey, you're always worried about what's going to change because you're that, that comfort level with Coach Peterson and, and the system and the way things were ran at Washington. You know what to expect. You know what winter conditioning looks like. You know what the offseason looks like. You know how he grades players. Um, you know what to do uh, to, to kind of move up in the program uh, as you get going. And now when you have a, a new head coach and you have a, a leadership change, uh, there's a lot of questions. How are we going to do things? What's going to change? Um, you know, am I going to have to reestablish myself uh, in the locker room and at practice? And those are all good things. But as a player, you look at it as, man, I put my time in. I've done this. You know, I'm, I'm here at this level. If you're a, a sophomore or junior um, or going to be obviously a, a junior or senior next year, you're in a position now where things are going to change and, and you got to get back to the to the drawing board and figure out, Who's going to be uh, this this new head coach? Now we know it's Coach Lake, but what's going to change? So those are things that guys are worried about. You worry about recruiting, even as a player. You don't want to lose guys that you know that are coming in. They're going to help your football team. So guys are on their phone. Hey, everything's going to be fine. We got your back. Coach Lake's a stud. We, we're built for life. You know, there's a lot of things that are going to um, uh, correlate between uh, a Coach Lake head football coach and a Coach Pete uh, football team. So uh, I think a lot of things, uh, right now, are you know, the assistant coaches are scrambling right now. They're talking to recruits they're talking to current players. I know that for a fact, you know, they're, they're on the phones, calling recruit parents, calling recruits, even talking to the current players. 
it's a scramble, man. It, it's a big scramble. Also, that staff, you know, is going to keep the whole staff. Obviously, I don't think he is. I think there's going to be some massive changes. I think the only thing that is set in stone right now um, is uh, is the is the defensive coordinator with Coach K. I think everything else is up for grabs. So it's one of those things where guys are scrambling to make sure they show their worth to to Coach Lake. When you were going through coaching changes, was there ever thought? You know, for me, I, I, I'm one of the diehards, man. I I, um, I I declined all my recruiting trips. I turned down everything. I, I was a Husky since I was, you know, in first grade. There, it didn't matter who the coach was. It uh, didn't matter, you know, uh, anything. That was that was my home. I was I was committed to that university. I was committed to the to, to the tradition at Washington. Uh, that was that was part of me. Uh, from day one but I think that's a huge thing where I talked to guys that I had been there with a long time uh, at the University of Washington when we had coach guys from California uh, guys from Colorado um, guys from out of state you know those guys were the ones that you worried about because you know they came here for a specific coach possibly or a specific thing in the program that the coach ran so those are things that you you worry about but for me man I was a dog through and through it didn't matter if if they, you know, if they rolled out, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, a weekend with Bernie's as a head coach, I was going to I was going to be a dog. Well, and you went through a coaching change <laughs> while you were being recruited, correct? Neuheisel right. recruited you or? Yeah, no. Yeah. Coach Neuheisel was my guy. And I actually, you know, I was recruited uh, in, in the early 2000s and UW had just won a Rose Bowl the year after they had a wild game with Texas uh, in the Holiday Bowl. And and um we were doing some great yeah. things at Washington, and uh, it was actually my my first year I was there during winter conditioning is when Coach Neuheisel and the whole Barbara Hedges and the, and the um, NCAA basketball bracket um, gambling situation came up, uh, which was, to me, a total farce. And that's what I think set the program back so far was losing Coach Neuheisel. Um, I know people can say some yeah. good and bad things. I loved him. He loved Washington while he was here and did some great things here. Um, but um, that was a tough, tough thing. You never knew what was going on. You hear rumors. I remember being in the indoor uh, back in, in uh, probably 2003 or 2002, uh, thinking about, um, you know, who's going to be our head coach, you know, and Barbara Hedges and that whole thing that went on. And, uh, you know, it's stressful. But the one thing that it does help is the guys that are, that are dogs and that are through and through Huskies, you know, they stick together and, and it builds bonds. You know, we went through tough times, coaching changes, rough seasons. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're brothers and uh, everybody on that team from from freshman to senior uh, seniors throughout that whole time I was there is that, you know, we all took care of each other. That was number one and made sure that that um, we stuck together no matter what, because those coaches, you know, they had, they had families to feed. They had things that they had to worry about outside of us. So we had to make sure that we took care of us. Now, moving forward to today, do you think that there's going to be a big shakeup in recruiting now that Lake's taking over? Or do you think because he comes from within that – and he recruited probably most of the defensive recruits anyways. But do you think that there's going to be a big shakeup as far as recruiting goes? You know, I don't think so. I think we're going to lose a couple of recruits. I don't know which ones. And I'm hoping it's not like the Smalls and, and um, uh, those type of guys. Um, but I believe that it won't take a, a drastic turn. I think that Coach Pete was very strategic with the way he did this, staying on as, as a leadership advisor to the program, 
Uh, those are things where his built for life, his way of doing things will still be around. And that was planned. That's why I think this thing has actually been going on for at least a year. Um, I think this was decided possibly at the beginning of the year uh, and coach Lee, uh, excuse me, coach Lake and um, coach Peterson and Jen Cohen uh, had a meeting and said, here's, here's the deal. Here, here's what we're going to do. Uh, here's the plan. They might not have set a date, right? They, they might not have said, Hey, it's going to be at the end of this year. Or, but I think coach Pete in the last couple of weeks of the season said, Hey, I'm ready. I'm ready to move on. And I think that, but him staying on and him being able to talk to recruits, he can still call recruits and say, Hey guys, I'm here. We're going the right direction. He can pump up coach Lake and the program and everything they got going on. So to me, I think it's a nice, about as good a transition as you can get in terms of recruiting. What are you hearing from current players on, uh, um, you know, I've talked departures. to a couple guys uh, and, and their parents uh, today. Um, what I've heard from them is that their position coaches have been very heavily involved in, in working with them and talking with them through this whole pro- process. And um, guys are very sad that coach Pete is leaving. There, there's a lot of guys that, that love coach Pete and you see the guys in the NFL that are, that are very high on, on, on coach Peterson and, and, but they're also very high on coach Lake. So I think that a lot of guys throughout the recruiting process, while they're here, offense or defense or not, they have a, a, a good experience with coach Lake. So um, from what I'm hearing is that guys um, on the offensive side of the ball, they, they understand that, that uh, you know, scoring in the twenties and, and losing games uh, uh, at Stanford and against Cal and things like that, uh, not being able to put up points. Uh, you know, that, that obviously you're going to have changes. You saw that with, with Herm Edwards down in Arizona state, and you're going to see that at Washington um, here this, uh, uh, this winter with moving forward on the offensive side of the ball. This may sway him to go to the NFL uh, just because I think that him and coach Pete, um, I don't know if it was an agreement, but I think that they were guys, he came to Washington for coach Pete. I think, um, you know, him moving uh, and going down to Georgia, Um, not coming to Washington out of high school said a lot about where he was at mentally at that time. And I think he's a guy that uh, has the the skill level to get to the NFL. I think personally, he needs another year. Uh, He needs to come back. He needs to groom his game. He needs to clean things up and and have a a breakout type season. Uh, But he also, I think is also worried about the way the offense is ran uh, simple things within the offense. Um, I don't know for that for a fact. I don't want to start the rumor real mill in terms of, to, of Eason, but I also think that he's a guy that um, uh, is in a situation where um, he doesn't know the unknown. If he stays, he doesn't know what coach Lake's going to do, but he does know if he goes to the NFL, he's going to make money and, and get an opportunity to play. So I think he's going to go with now. Um, I was leaning hard towards him staying. That was my thoughts. Uh, but now with, with Coach Pete stepping down, uh, I, I could see him moving on to the NFL. I could also be totally wrong. Remember, I'm a defensive lineman. So, you know, um, <laughs> but those are the things that are going through my man, mind right now for, for Jacob East. Before we let you go, Jordan, you are a defensive lineman. You know the, the position. What is you know, the future to me, for this defensive I, line? I, I honestly am really excited about this defensive line. I I hear some of these guys like Jason Chorak, who is a mentor of mine, uh, legendary Husky. He's worried about Coach Lake coming in and, and having a two-man rush and a three-man rush and taking out the defensive lineman. That's not Coach Lake. I think that uh, they watch the, the Wazoo game and they think that's what's going to happen. Also, 
uh, Coach K's the uh, the defensive coordinator, and, and he's also heavy on defensive linemen. But the defensive line at Washington, to me, um, is in an amazing position right now. Uh, obviously, with, with Smalls coming in, you see Tryon finally kind of getting off the ground. I think he's had two or three Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Weeks. Uh, Levi Ozariki, I think, is probably the best interior defensive lineman uh, in the conference. He's a guy to me that's that's a Larry Triplett uh, clone. I mean, just a, a really fast twitch guy, um, and and he's a guy that's going to play on Sundays and be a high draft pick. He stays um, next year, and I think he's a guy that's going to be a first round draft pick. Uh, you saw Benny do really well as a senior, um, and and create some uh, chaos in the backfield. But the young guys that they have coming up, um, uh, it's exciting. I mean, it's one of those things where. To me, this defensive line can be one of the best in Washington history um, next year. The young guys coming up, the young guys that played this year, Tryon, Levi, Smalls coming to the mix is either an outside linebacker or a, a, or a defensive end, obviously, in a 3-4. Uh, but uh, it's going to be exciting at, at Mon Lake for a long time. Uh, if we can shore up uh, the uh, the linebacker spots, I think we're going to be one of the best defenses again back in the – in the Pac-12. Jordan, thanks for coming on. Of course, one last oh, thing. Oh, man, he How was great, too, and, and he Walker's. does great drywall. And um, I tell you what, I got to spend uh, two years with Jake, and, and like I said, he's one of the best guys around, best humans around, and and uh, he, he he's great at moving. He's great at doing sheetrock. All those young guys helped me out when I was a when I was the old guy, making sure that um, they did their chores for, for the boss back in the day, so it worked out good. So there's been some conversations around the offense this year that – is it Bush Hamden to blame? Is it Chris Peterson's offense? You got people on both sides. Some people don't know. Uh, Mike, what do you think about uh, the retention of some of the offensive staff under head coach Jimmy Lane? Well, I think that if you look at the allocation of uh, of coaching positions, Jimmy Lake was was taking up where there were two positions, Coach Kwiatkowski and Jimmy Lake. They were co-defensive coordinators. And uh, he wasn't the linebackers coach. He wasn't the defensive backs coach. He wasn't the line coach. Uh, so that position right there is is one that was allocated. They're, they're able to put him wherever they want. And that was a great thing where they added that coaching position. Well, now Chris Peterson steps aside and Jimmy Lake becomes the head coach. And that means that there's still another – uh, spot out there that they can allocate. Now, Kwiatkowski, he doesn't coach a position either. He coordinates with the defense. So what Jimmy Lake could do, and this is, I think, maybe the path to for if, if, if Bush Hamden is going to keep his job, uh, I think that he's done a, a good job in, in the last seven or eight games. I think a lot of it has come down to execution, but I, I really like the play calling. So I think that if, if he puts in Bush Hamden as the offensive coordinator, and then he brings in a QB guru, and hell, it might be Chris Peterson that comes in and says, you know what, I'm going to be your quarterback coach, and he stays on in, in that fashion, but I think they need somebody that can handle quarterbacks, that has a track record with quarterbacks, because some of the same issues that we saw with Jake Browning uh, curling away and, and not stepping into the pocket and reading things uh, the right way. We're seeing that with, with um, Bush Hamden's two guys, Jake Browning and Jacob Eason. So I think that, that if they want to keep Bush Hamden, I think there's a spot for him as the offensive coordinator, but I think that we need 
to to take a look at is there going to be a quarterback specialist that comes in somebody maybe if the Dallas Cowboys fall apart in the next three weeks, there might be a former coach Pete guy there uh, on that cowboy offense that comes in. Yeah. That is a quarterback guru. So uh, who's a coach's son as well. So I think that they're, I think that the biggest change is going to be on the offensive side of the ball. I could see, where some people want something different at linebackers coach, but Bob Gregory coaches the special teams, which is the number two special team unit in the country. And they have personally, you know, done a great job uh, all the way across the board this entire season. Could it be coach Pete that stays on that kind of helps out with the QB play? I, I really think that they need somebody to come in because we heard Jake Browning when he got out of uh, into the draft, he, before the draft, he's like, I went out and I got this QB guru who basically taught me how to throw. He saw his velocity come back. Velocity has never been an issue for for Jacob Eason. It's taking the velocity off. So I, I think that there needs to be a somebody brought in who specializes in coaching the quarterbacks because Bush Hamden, he, while he was a quarterback – he has job shopped every single step of the way throughout his coaching career. And he hasn't really focused on quarterbacks for two, three, four, five years. And he doesn't have a track record of improving quarterbacks. He's a good recruiter. And I know that some of the receivers that are here are here because Bush Hamden was here at the beginning of their recruiting and then was coming back uh, as the OC uh, two years ago. Now, Jake, where do you see coach Lake, taking this team is do you think he can get them to the next level how long do you think he's going to be at Washington the question about how long is he going to stay at UW I think kind of depends on the first part of your question is the success that Jimmy Lake has if Jimmy Lake comes in in four years and takes this team to a college football playoff and in the next six years takes them to a national championship I think we probably see Jimmy Lake leave after seven years because unfortunately there is more prestigious jobs than the university of Washington, the Alabama's, the LSU's, the Ohio States. And if Jimmy Lake takes this program to another level, then I could potentially see him taking, and maybe not, maybe not another college job, but maybe an NFL job would be calling his name that would entice him to leave. It happened to Harbaugh. It happened to a lot of other, you know, uh, Jimmy Johnson. And if, if Jimmy Lake has the success that we all hope that he has, then the NFL could tie him into taking an NFL job. Let's say he goes and he wins a couple of Rose Bowls in the next 10 years. I think you probably see Jimmy Lake stay here for as long as he feels like. It kind of – everything his, – his duration of his coaching – depends on the success of Jimmy Lake, kind of like any other coach in the nation. Well, and, you know, that's that's an interesting thing because I think we thought the same thing about Coach Pete, that he had a basically a lifetime contract, and we talked about him being the only one that would, would really terminate that contract. Turned out to be true. Jimmy Lake, though, he's young enough that I, I think that 17 years from now, you know, I think that he could still be here, even winning a couple of national championships, because we're seeing a lot more 
uh, professional coaches stay at the college level. Uh, Urban Meyer, he's maybe flirted a little bit with the NFL, but there are a lot of great coaches that that just want to carve out their their niche at the college level. And that the Jimmy Lake turned down um, Alabama. How many guys have gone in for a job interview with Nick Saban and walked out saying, no, thank you. I want to coach at Washington. So that, to me, moves Jimmy Lake way up in, in how much I think of him as, as, a, as a coach and as a person. Mike, final word. What are your closing thoughts about Jimmy Lake? Blake and Washington just go together like mashed potatoes and gravy and turkey on Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's my final thought. Perfect. Jake? Uh, I'm hungry. Top that. <laughs> I'm, I'm hungry. You know, we just had Thanksgiving. Now Mike's talking about turkey and gravy and mashed potatoes. When I heard the news today, this morning, I was heartbroken. Coach Peterson, like I, uh, I alluded to before, holds a very special place in my heart. And I feel better about it because it's Jimmy Lake. But the unknown of this whole thing, I think, is what a, a lot of us fans are having a hard time with. Coach Pete was a proven commodity. We know that he had success and he would have continued to have success. And now we're moving forward with a coach that none of us know how he is as a head coach. He's never had a head coaching job before. So that I, I guess that's what makes me nervous about this. But at the end of the day, Coach Pete handpicked Jimmy Lake for a reason. And if Coach Pete trusts Jimmy Lake, I have zero reason not to trust Jimmy Lake. So for as long as Jimmy Lake's going to be here, I'm going to be a Jimmy Lake guy, and I'm going to root my balls off for him every time. Nobody knows if Jimmy Lake is going to be successful here. Um, We're going to find that out in the next handful of years. But as of right now, this is a good day. Uh, Jimmy Lake, I believe, is the right coach, and uh, we're going to keep rooting for the dogs. Go Go dogs. dogs. Go dogs.